CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to another episode of the original Off Course. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week is the four-peat, four, you're not really four-time, are you? No. Kind of. No, four-peat. You, you've won five times, right? Total, yes. Four is captain. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the four Peter, the the four times in a row Morgan Cup captain of Team Paradise champion, Jeremy, JD Talks. What's up, my dude? How you doing, my friend? I, I would say I'm nowhere near as good as you are, but I kind of hit the lotto today uh, on my own accord. So yes, you ever- did. I'm going to do everything I can to make this about you, but uh, yeah, let, let's focus on you. So a week ago, not even, you were busy down in uh, North Carolina defending your your three times Morgan Cup in a row champion <laughs> status, Correct. captain, uh, and, and it went pretty well for you, I noticed. It did. Uh, we had a, we had a lot of, lot of fun. You know, every year we get, <laughs> every year we get a new team and uh, we do things a little different. This year was uh, very different than years past in the way that it uh, started out leading up to it. Um, we made a few little tweaks to it and we had a blast. So, yeah, it, it went how I expected it to go. With- oh, you expected us to win? No, I expected you to spend about eight months on the forum talking about how much of an underdog your team was uh, again. Yeah. And then you went and uh, and showcased why that would was never meant to be. We for, for those unfamiliar, this might be a more challenging show to listen to. For those who are deeply connected with the THP community, we have uh, what a lot of people like to consider one of the THP majors because it's been around for so long. It's called the Morgan Cup. It's put on by uh, Cobra Puma as well as THP. Um, and it pits two teams against each other, hosted by Jose Miraflora and Mike Yagley from Cobra, who, who both play a role on either team. Uh, it's been going on for a number of years, and Jeremy has sort of, sort of become uh, an unstoppable machine. Do you think it's more you, or do you think it's more Jose? <laughs> Um, that's a good question. No, I think we just work really well together as a team. I, I'm not going to say it's me or I'm not going to say it's Have you been watching team, so. a lot of preseason hockey. Like that is the most, Oh, the team played great. Yeah. I just, I just want to shout out my teammates. Uh, also I'm better than them. So <laughs> that's not, that's not how this works. It's a uh, team. Yeah. It's a team effort. For uh, sure. I've heard some stories, some side, some sidebar commentary, like don't write this down. I'm not telling I'm not willing to have like this moment where you can actually admit that it's or confirm that it was me that said it, that Jose has got this little, little bit about him that just puts your teammates over the edge every year. It just, it puts them in the right place to be like, to hell with those guys. We're going to thump them. Is there any <laughs> truth to that? Uh, yes. I he is the he little is. rat. He is the little rat for a reason. Yes. And I think he uh, exudes some of his, confidence into the into the guys uh as we're leading up to it so yeah okay um 
before we really dive deep into this year's experience, I do want to say we had a, a really fun Morgan cup. Was it five years ago now? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. No, no. Four, four years ago, 2019, 2019. Yep. Well, how do we have so many repeat championships? There's too much math. Anyways, many, (laughs) many moons ago, Jeremy and I shared the captaincy together. Uh, He, he, for whatever reason, had the benefit of captaining the the blue team, which is what I like to call them, which is my color. There's no way around it. Canada and blue was established long before Team Paradise was even a twinkle in THP's eyes. Okay. Somehow he weaseled his way into the captaincy for the blue team. I don't care why or how. The only thing I know <laughs> is that the red team were triumphant. And uh, and and ever since then, I've, I've sort of felt this requirement to be a, a what you would call a hacker's backer, which is, you know, team hackers being the red team, uh, which is effectively Jeremy's enemy. I feel obligated to support the team that I represented once, although they bring team Albatross back. <laughs> Might need to go that way. Anyways. <laughs> Um, I want to give you a chance to kind of give a shout out to all those folks who year over year pick hackers over you. Do do you think there's a reason for it? Yeah, of course there's a reason for it. They just want to see me lose. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's been, there's so much support on the forum. Uh, everyone's, you know, I think it's because I've been here a few years in a row now, um, they get behind the red team, the hacker backer story, all of that. I mean, this year was the epitome of all of that coming together. I mean, they were flying flags. They were changing <laughs> um, avatars to support the team. And like I was given the name Lord Tox this year because of because of uh, just being, you know, for or going for Get the ruthless finish, tyrant that you are. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a lot of fun. I love to see the forum get behind the event. Um, of course, there's there's more hacker backers, if you will, than than Paradise supporters. But um, it's all in good fun, and and the forum really rallies around it, and and I enjoy seeing it. Well, that's the best part, right? Is that it, it's all nonsense in sure. in its most natural form because for a lot of these guys, you get to know them throughout the year. It's not like you have a the insider knowledge. It's not like we're going to adjust in Thomas, the understanding of whether they belong on the team or not. Everyone has a handicap. You get to play to it. Uh, whether yep. you do or not is up to you. Correct. <laughs> um, but you know, the idea that there is a, a favorite is, is sort of manufactured as the year goes on. I think oh, part of that, yeah. part of that comes with the um, uh, activity around the forum talking about the equipment as you get it and play it and talk about your success or your demise with it. Um, and and then before the event, there's this crazy odd show and uh, JDAX obviously does a, a beautiful job with that. Um, and, and you're sort of forced to pick a side. And I realized that a couple years ago when I had a little bit too much fun picking ties for every match, which I thought was hilarious at the time. Right. Uh, people, couldn't, people couldn't really get over it. I still, I still don't think they're okay about it, but, uh, you know, that, that whole buildup is so fascinating to me because people do become passionate about this thing. That's simply manufactured out of nothing in a lot of ways year over year. But for some reason, the, the idea that, that JD talks must go down has just grown. 
<laughs> year over year. And and what I like to joke about when you, every time you say like we're the underdogs, I'm like okay, make everyone who's picking a side put five bucks down, and I guarantee you that flips aggressively. <laughs> you think you think so? Yeah, dude. If it, was, if it was real money, it would it would be different. Oh, you better believe it is. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You always take the underdog until you have to pay out. <laughs> well, that's that's true. Um, there's a lot that goes into that, though. You know, we get different guys every year. And you're right. A lot of it does play in posting and stuff like that. Guys that are more present and seen around the forum are tend to get a little bit more support. I, I try to get my guys to really jump in and participate because many times they're they're newer to the forum. This might be their first event and they just don't quite understand the magnitude of it for the forum until, um, until they've been there. And then once they've been there, they're like, Oh, now I get it. Oh yeah. So, (laughs) well, the best part about your team is as I'm doing this, I'm doing it basically through gritted teeth, practically ready to text some people because there are guys in your team who I very much like, and I've known for a number of years and I'm like, I, I don't mean this because I don't like you. I'm just trying to have fun. <laughs> you know, it, it's right. it's such a funny concept. And then you finally get to go. And then, you know, that build up the however many months since the last since you first accepted a teammate like that, that whole culmination of the experience is really fun for everyone involved because the the forum makes a point of putting it at the very forefront of everyone's eyes Uh you know, I think the the Morgan Cup thread this year was almost ten thousand posts deep, which is yep. absolutely insane. It uh, is insane. I think it's the biggest one to date. Well, that's the fun part, and that's what I like about it is we drive that post up so you guys are forced to go and read all of our nonsense for the next couple of weeks when you get home. <laughs> but it's right. cool you have that memory to you know fall back on as you guys are posting updates from the course or but the yeah. food or the the uh, bourbon tasting or whatever you were doing down there. So. That's honestly one of the most fun things about the forum and the ability to go back and relive it. You know, um, <clears throat> I wanted to go through it yesterday. I had some time off and I read every single post from the beginning to the end in the live update thread. It took me a little over four hours, but I read every single post um, just because it was still fresh in my mind. And I wanted to see what was happening because when you're there, um, it's so hard to keep up. It's everything's moving so fast. And you know, the guys were doing a great job with the pictures and the updating. Um, but it goes so fast. You just, while you're playing, you cannot keep up with what's going on. So it's fun to go back and read it. So I want to talk a little bit about the vibe of this Morgan cup as compared to others. And I, and I know part of that is the dormy or the, the dormy network structure allows for you to have this more, sort of combined experience, but then separated experience. So you guys are doing team meetings uh, in the cottages uh, while having dinner with everyone. But it felt like this one, there have been plenty of Morgan Cups where I feel like people went and they made use of every second they had. I feel like this one, and what I mean by that is they ate all the foods and drank all the drinks (laughs) uh, and then, uh, you know, put sleep as an option program. Uh, whereas I feel like this one, guys were taking it really seriously from our viewpoint on the forum. It was like, hey, we recognize there's a lot of golf to be played this weekend. We want to put our best foot forward. And I'm like, who's getting hammered? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <clears throat> was that uh, honestly? Yeah, this year was very different from uh, many years past. I mean, 
you're right. It was 10 o'clock at night and everyone's like, man, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I have not in all my years of doing this experienced that phenomenon. Now we did have a few uh, non-drinkers this time around, um, which and could have played a role, who knows? But um, the majority of guys were, were like, yeah, let's cash it in. There's work to do tomorrow. It was very, uh, very focused in that regard. And that, you're right. It is very different from years past. That's I mean, you've been wild. there. We've, we've had a, we had the party in the, in the captain's house and, had some things ha happen that year. So, you know, uh, but a couple guys who had a, a rather challenging time finding yeah. their way across the pitch black <laughs> Island of Hag point. Yeah, for sure. That was a thing. A defusky is what it was called. Yes, it was. Oh, um, man. But it, it was very different this year. It almost felt like guys were <clears> really, <throat> really into the competition part of it. And they didn't want to be the guy who stayed out too late and felt like crap and hurt his team the next day. So it's yeah. very, very different. Well, I've always said that hangover jitters are a little bit easier to manage than nervous jitters. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, uh, you know, the older we get, it makes it a little harder to do. I feel like that's a swear word older. I mean, we're you're, uh, you're about to hit a big one, aren't you? You want to talk about it? We're not going to talk about that right now. OK, no, we're, we're good. Because I am, too, just not as big. Right. Right. So <laughs> cut to commercial. I can. <laughs> Oh, only I can say is, hey, I still hit it pretty good for an old guy. That's yeah, it. I would say so. So we actually played earlier in the year, and I thought your game looked to be in good shape at, at the very worst. I think when we did play in our last Morton Cup, I had my favorite version of playing against Jeremy, which was not ideal for you. No, um, and, and I feel like ever since then, you've slowly built into a very stable pretty consistent golfer is that is that fair to say i'd like to think so yeah mm -hmm. i mean i have my moments like everybody else right where nothing seems to be working but for the most part just pretty just pretty, not... pretty normal you know solid i should say it's a better word i think okay well what i'd love to know is cobra clubs this year you've seen the whole new lineup you've had a ton of fun with them and and you've had them in play for a long time so what what of the products this year really stood out to you um, well, the first one really for me would be the Aerojet driver. Um, that, that became a favorite of mine throughout the year. Now I have tried several of the, of the heads. Um, I did go from a 10 and a half where I started, uh, in true internet golfer form. I started with a 10 and a half degree head and a stiff, stiff flex shaft and tried a few different ones in between. Then I switched to the lower spin version. Um, I was fortunate to get the 50th anniversary head this year uh, and wanted to give that a try and actually had a lot of fun with it. Um, it totally changed my uh, game off the tee. Like I literally could not hit the ball left. It would only go right for me. And, and I rather enjoyed that. But then um, I went and got fit after At all the, my own experimenting. The behest of some very good friends. Correct. Uh, out in California. And um, uh, I went to the standard nine degree head and my shafts all switched to an X-Flex shaft, which was interesting to do me. You, do you guys hear? I hope that came across in the audio <laughs> as clear as I'm seeing it right now. 
he kind of like looked down at the same moment he said x flex shaft you've got to own it dude you have the swing for it i don't know why you're so terrified you're like one of those people where you you send him a stiff uh in sticker only but underneath is actually x flex yeah or or the guy that you hand the black shaft because you don't know what it is <laughs> like like the testing you guys did um yeah no once i went and got fit and like fully trusted everything worked uh it just really unlocked that driver for me um it was probably my best club this past weekend i hit a lot of fairways um and and i really think that's what would kept my game in play under the pressure which uh, irons are in play i am rocking the king tours this year that okay. was um a favorite of mine right out the get-go i mean ricky fowler's playing them in his bag and i'm looking at these other ones you know the forums all behind the cbs the mbs uh and the standard aero jets but to me while i could probably play the cbs I, i'm never going near muscle backs ever again i can tell you that after I my think, last i think experience. it went great for you so uh yeah uh, but I'm like, I'll take the forgiveness and, and you know what? They look great. They don't, they don't look weird to my eye. There's no very little offset and they feel amazing. So, uh, when I can thin a shot and still get on my intended line and in the distance or very close to the distance that I intended it to be, uh, that makes me feel better because I'm not, I don't have a dime sized wear spot in my iron faces. So, so <clears throat> I, 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 very curious to know your perspective on the changes in iron design, because I feel like every year there's a grouping of clubs that are like, okay, this is the year of dot, dot, dot. And I mean, Cobra has gone through some awesome drivers. I, I still, I still remember my F nine year thinking like, this is the penultimate. <laughs> this is the, the driver. That was a good one. Uh, that that really made me change my perspective in such a positive way from Cobra since probably well they had that um, LTD the original LTD that was just nuts with the big hole in it the I love that thing. Yep. spaceport um, but I, I felt like that was the start of an era going to F9 uh, what I'm curious about is irons now because we've seen you know back when we played together in it we we saw that time i think it was speed zone mm -hmm. um forge tech was not really out yet there was there were some good products uh but they were just starting to really step aggressively into that sort of player two gi profile and especially the hollow body setup mm -hmm. so over the last four or five maybe even six years have you been pleasantly surprised how they've adapted and changed their iron lineup Oh, absolutely. Uh, they've made such big changes. Um, even at the, the top of the lineup, the Aerojets, right? Like you can refer to the speed zones. Uh, they did some different things there, you know, a little bit uh, thicker sole and um, the top line was thicker with some more offset. But this year's Aerojet, if you set it down, I mean, that's their, what you consider game improvement iron, right? So when you set it down next to some other clubs that others would consider not a game improvement iron, you would be shocked at what it looks like. So they're getting more tech in a smaller package and it's still super forgiving for, for any golfer. Yeah. I remember, uh, what was it called? PowerShell 
on yeah. the sole of the club back in, in speed zone. I was like, how can you make a club with this wide of a sole feel like I'm making contact with an MB? Like I, I was throttled at the time with that. I was so obsessed with that four iron. I, I, I remember putting it on, uh, going on like live THP shows. You're like, look what I can do <laughs> and just yeah. ripping it at like two 30. Like there's no big deal straight down the pipe. Yeah. It, there, there was a time where uh, a lot of people were putting those four irons in play. I think Ricky Fowler had one in play too with a hybrid shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he did that at the waste management open. It was a huge deal at the yep. time because that's such a different iron for them to put in play. There's so much fun because they launch super high and they just go for days. Right. And I think what a lot of players don't realize is because they launch so high and their descent angle is so steep, you can still stop a ball on a green with those clubs. I gave it a shot uh, last year, not with that lineup, but with the Forge Tech X, right? And um, <clears throat> I had a lot of fun with them. I, I was hitting seven irons, two or three clubs farther than I would with any other normal club, right? Um but something, you know, it's something fun to try every once in a while. That's what I would say. They make okay. something for everybody, though, really. Yeah, that that's the fun part. I, I think seeing their adaptation, or their change over the, the last half decade is has been a really fun process, not just because we really like the guys who are putting things together over there, uh, but because it's fun to see different companies compete in a market where I feel like for a while there was only a couple that were really deemed like, this is where you go first. Now it's like, this is where you you're probably going to go, but you should definitely check out this, <laughs> which yes. is a fun sideways uh, uh, vantage point. I actually put Laura, my wife into, uh, I think it's LTD this year. I got her whole set and dude, first of all, she hits the ball so freaking effortlessly and annoyingly good it's like (laughs) could you please play more um but long story short she saw the tech gains she was playing some irons from you know many many years ago and she's like this is awesome i love this to the point where she probably played twice as many times she did last year just purely based on the products we had in play so that's fantastic it's cool man it's it's fun to see people learn about it and experience it uh, but I love your perspective on how they're they're changing their designs to be more accommodating to forgiveness while accepting that not everyone lo- wants to look down at the the chonkiness, as I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Junk in the trunk is what yeah. I like to say. Well, tell me, uh, tell me a bit more about the Dormy experience when it comes to <clears throat> match play or team play. Because we've had a couple guys on here talking about dormy club. I know it's not your first time there. So you've, you've had a couple different looks at the property, but, but dormy network as a whole, this is dormy club, which is in, uh, I believe West end, North Carolina. What was your takeaway? How, how did it play from a, a match perspective? Oh, the course was set up. Fantastic. I mean, <clears throat> the greens were running at a 12.2 okay <laughs> a legitimate 12.2 a legitimate right? 12.2 yes i mean if you were above the hole on a downhood putt you know good luck keeping it on the greens for for us guys right who aren't used to that not only that the course is just immaculate in every way that you can the visual layout um that you can see from every tee you know there's a few holes where you, you have a blind shot but Everything's right there. The pine straw, like you get the full North Carolina experience. 
you know, you're not, you're probably not going to lose a, a lot of golf balls. If you hit it into the trees, you'll find it and you'll have a shot. Um, a few forced carries that are intimidating when the wind kicks up I and mean, hole number seven, the par three on Sunday singles was playing about 220 dead into the wind. Right. And the caddy's like, it's, it's 190, but it's playing 220 with the wind. And I'm like, Jeez. I don't think I have a club for that right now. So I tried to take a little something off and it didn't end well for me. It ended up right in the junk. So, <laughs> yeah, there, what I, what I liked about it when I was there is we're talking about the black tees, I'm assuming, which is, uh, yes. you know, fairly close to back. But when you move it up a little bit, it's, it's a pretty significant change, but it, it takes away a lot of the bite that the course design has from a distance perspective and makes it an incredibly playable experience for a lot of golfers. So when you were there, you, you made that change, correct? In a yeah. Different, okay. And what yep. were your, what were your thoughts on that change? Because I, I have some thoughts on that change. Oh, do you? Okay. I do. So I, I loved playing it from the black tees. I thought it was interesting seeing what it looked like from that number. I think they said when we played it, it was playing something like 67 and a half to 6,800, which is it's far for anyone uh, who's an amateur golfer. So when we moved up, it, it's a really significant change to, I don't know what the number was, but it, it no longer became like, I need to hit my biggest club off most tees to, I get to have a lot of fun and shape the ball a little bit and do some weird stuff that I probably shouldn't, but I might get away with. Um, so from my perspective, and and I feel strongly about this no matter where I play, I can have fun from any tee box. I, I think the idea of seeing my playing partners have more fun is trumps my need to go as far back as we possibly can. So okay. I, thought, I thought the course was exciting from the forward tees but challenging from the back tees okay but were you playing competition uh we played yes and i'm i'm happy to not at the tier that you were playing for i wasn't like trying to win something for four straight years or anything like that <laughs> but i was trying to take the money of our good friends um uh, Grant and Cody, which okay. means an awful lot to me. It was $5. I mean, you don't mess around for $5 and a signed dollar, which they still owe me. Cause we did, uh, wipe their floor with them myself and nice. uh, Mr. Coking from, from true temper. So yeah, I, I think, um, I made it curious cause we did do the shamble, but that gives you a chance to be like, well, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go for it here. Who the hell cares? Uh, so there's, so there's a couple holes like, uh, what was that number four straight out of the gate? It was uh, a blind tee shot that's, you know, 200 and a bunch of yards. And I just said, screw it. And I went real, real aggressive at it. But like, there's so many holes where you can do that and threaten the green from, which is super fun. Yeah. So the interesting thing for me this past weekend, um, so first round we played shamble from the black tees, straight black tees, and we had four caddies out there. Um, we did something. I think maybe it was a little different where the four caddies were not allowed to help anyone read a putt. They could give you a line off the tee, um, you know, tell you what yardage, all that kind of stuff. But once you got to the green, they weren't allowed to tell you anything. Uh, I think some people loved it. I think some people didn't love it, but I digress. I heard when it helped we, pace a play a lot too. 
Yeah, I don't I don't really don't know if that would help or hurt it. I think <laughs> oh. I think those guys know the green so well they probably could have done it pretty quick and maybe no. it would have made faster, but you're, I don't you're not know. thinking of one thing. Is it people inherently need to believe what they see? Well, that's true. So if if you have a caddy, right? And this can be a totally different conversation if you want. If you have a caddy and you're looking at a 10 foot putt. And by we, you, I mean me, because this is how I feel about it. If I see something that caddy says something different, I'm going to be like, to hell with you, caddy. I see something different. So I'm going to put it my way and then be pissed when you're right. Okay. Now, yeah. we'll I've tried get back to, to We'll get back to the caddy thing. Got super cranky. And, uh, but, but the, my point is, once you introduce that piece of like confusion to it, you add time because now they're going to wildly overanalyze a putt. Okay. That was all my thought. Anyways, please continue. Let's come back. Let's come back to the caddy thing. Okay. Because I have a story about that, which I think is funny. I can't but, wait. Um, <laughs> all right. So we had the, the caddies and the shamble round, the alt shot round, which was the afternoon round after lunch. We did not have caddies and we moved from the black to the white tees, which you just said you really enjoyed. However, under the pressure of alternate shot and the pressure of match play, uh, even though I have played the course before, the change from the black to the white tees was visually um, messing with my mind. Like, and without problematic, <laughs> with the without the caddy there saying, "Hey, maybe don't hit driver here." Uh, you know, it's just in my brain. I'm like, "Oh, this is driver hole. I just hit driver like really? an hour ago." So I hit okay. a driver, and the next thing you know, I'm through the fairway, way past the thing, and like, "Oh my gosh." So I don't know. I just thought it was it was such a different visual look, yeah. Um, from those tees, mm -hmm. you know, that you just after just playing it several hours ago, it literally changed everything in for me. Anyways, I mean, I don't know if everyone feels that way, but um, yeah, it, I mean, it changed a lot of things. And if and if I would have thought it through a little better, I suppose, then yeah, maybe I would have played a different a few different clubs and whatnot. But so before we send a. Uh the pity party out for jeremy here the, the all the carts do in fact have uh, gps so if you do this crazy thing where you touch a part of the hole it tells yes, you how far you, you hit it you. and then mm -hmm. how far you have into the hole i mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think having that was a saving grace to me uh because you had a very clear idea of what what to expect did you not use that uh, listen i'm not blaming anybody for anything i'm just saying other than myself other than yourself i just said visually Jeremy, answer the question. Did you use the cart GPS or not? Yes, occasionally. <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> I mean, the guy won. So at, at this point, it's moot. But that's so funny. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. And I, I believe wholeheartedly in consistency and play. Like, you get so comfortable with something, especially when you've seen it before. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what I love about some of these resort courses that have the GPS is I love that those things exist almost to support this mental repetitive play concept. So like I pick that number, I'm fairly okay with hitting that number with a lot of my clubs. So it's like, all right, if I pick that line and I absolutely trust what it says to me, this is the result I will get. I think um, that that is hugely beneficial. If it didn't have that, I would have been a mess. Let's let's just, let's not dance around anything here. I would have been a freaking mess. <laughs> That's yeah. that's interesting about the greens though, because when we played, they were running a little bit slower because it had been hot. I think they were probably trying to protect them a little bit. 
But one of the things I noticed, and, and I saw a couple mentions in the live chat, was that the uh, for us anyway, the greens are still super receptive. So you could oh like hit gosh. the back of the green and spin it all the way to the front if you really wanted to. They are, I don't know if it's the tight lies in the fairways or if it's the greens themselves or what, but yes, they are the most receptive greens that I have played that weren't super wet. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. I mean, you can, I, I'm no professional where I can control my spin every single time to where I can hit that hop and stop shot. But man, did I hit some, hit some spinners in there. It, it was kind of fun when I, once I realized that I, that could happen, it totally changed my approach uh, into the greens. So did you ever play tiger woods? Like the EA sports tiger <laughs> yeah. woods? Yeah. yeah, you know you you're like hitting the ball, balls flying in there. You're like rapidly <laughs> tapping the shit out of L one, trying to make absolutely. it spin. absolutely. You know, that, that's what I felt like on a couple of those. There, there was that one little par three on the back nine. I think it's number twelve. Yep. So they had the pin front left, which is like in between the two bowls that sit there, and they said this is a good spot. You can either be on it or to the right and past it. You should have a chance at bringing it back. And I hit my way off to the right, but it was drawn in a little bit and hit that that hill. The rest mm-hmm. of the green spun all the way down and crossed the lip of the hole. I was like, dude, that is fun. To me, that is super fun. It's fun because we don't get to do it at home, right? You know, to get to get to experience that is, is a lot of fun. Um, but what is not a lot of fun when you don't get to experience it is 12.2 green speeds downhill. Oh, yeah. A little glassy. <laughs> yeah, downhill, um, man. Those is, things, if you get on the wrong slope, it just runs. I watched a couple guys put it off the green or you know, have a four footer that they hit a little too hard and ends up 20 feet away. Like it's crazy. So one of the things my former GM now greenskeeper head of greens at, at uh, my golf course, he, he makes mention that no one has any freaking idea what the actual number is. Like they think an eight is a 10 and a 10 is a 12 and blah, blah, blah. Like they have no idea what the speed of a green is until you get it measured and you actually have to put on one of these super glassy greens. So I think what people think is like normal is probably like an eight. Probably. (laughs) And and then they get out to these like 12s and like, just make the bad man stop now. Like, can I just two putt? Can we just mark down like a two putt here? Um, And I will say those complexes are fascinating. Uh, I wouldn't say to the level that maybe like a ballet hack would be, that would be so punishing on ballet hack at 12 or more. But oh, I, yeah. I think these were fair enough to where you could funnel them in. But I can see where 12 plus there gets real menacing. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. I mean, it, they're in great shape. Like I said, in, you know, you you know, you, if you hit one in there close, you're, you've got a chance to make the putt. They roll true. They're not they weren't sitting on the side of hills or anything. You just had to be a little careful with your speed. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. cautious putting while hands are shaking and match but that, i mean that is that is cause for a guarantee i know i missed at least a couple three footers and i witnessed a few others who missed some Jeez. two and a half footers maybe so. well let me let me tell you buddy since you've done so many of them now have you have you got like an internal ranking system for not just venue but experiences year over year do you do you have as you, as you continue to do this Morgan cup thing, do you have them sort of set up in your mind as what your favorite years were? Hmm. No, that's a tough question. Uh, course wise. Well, I, I think it's all encompassing. I think course is an interesting one and I'd love to go down that route, but I feel like every Morgan cup has its own pulse. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, whether intentional or not, like not long after you and I did one, we got to experience one that was like a totally different feel. And and I'm looking at it from home and I'm like, I, I recognize the event, but I don't recognize this, the, this style. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like this year was different from last year, which is different from, you know, two years ago, three years ago, whatever it may be. So yeah, I, I, I think course is curious to me because I, I, I know everyone loves a good course conversation on here, but just from an event overall, have some of them sort of pushed themselves above and beyond for you from an experience standpoint? Yes. Um, I would say from an experience standpoint, this year at Dormy definitely is one of the higher ranks up there. Um, you know, we have the, the service aspect of it, the, the rooms, the cottages, uh, you know, the food, the course conditions, the way that anyone's out there just asking you to, is there anything we can do for you? You know, what can we do to make it better for you? Um, that plays a big role in, in anything. And, and the guys also every year being different play a role in everything as well. So this one definitely ranks up there. Um, it's been, the last couple of years that we were in different locations, you know, things were done a little differently. We may have had pizza parties in the hotel room instead of the, the big group dinners and the teams getting separate and talking about their own things that way. Um, I, I really think the experience that we had this year was probably the best that we've, we've experienced outside of the one we had in ours and Hague point was, was also very different and very similar in a way with the golf carts and, in the food and, and stuff like that. But, um, the, the right answer was your favorite one is one, the one that I was in that, that is the right answer. <laughs> you absolute effing bully, but no, I, I think it's cool. Like you, you get to experience this in two different ways, right? You're either in it or you're not, but the way that THB operates and the way that, uh, our forum community is a little bit crazy is that we have our own experience with you guys. So we have the ability to tag along and feel it out in, in our own version of, of the event. So not only does it have an identity for you, but it has an ad identity for us as well. Sure. And I do want to compliment all the guys this year um, for making it so much fun to follow and for taking it um, seriously enough to make us feel like they wanted to do the Morgan cup justice, which is really cool because it is a, a very, long tenured event here on thp it's something that we're all becoming very passionate about which is cool it is a lot of fun so yeah the morgan cup done again are, are you ready to uh kick off the next one or what i i am ready to go already i just uh made the announcement today on the forum that it was coming back next year we don't know uh, where or what the dates will be but it's definitely coming back and we're gonna have a bunch of new guys we already have uh one teammate on each side already. Uh, I have I have my boy Wonger coming back from MVP. And so, um, are you gonna grace me with my demands on the forum and and do the Dick Wong pairing next year? <laughs> Wong Dick. We'll ha we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, then there's the the guy from Hackers, uh, Ineoc, I think is his name or something. Yeah. 
uh, uh, a, a foreigner of all foreigners, not quite uh, significantly more foreign than I am, uh, uh, an overseas fella who are yeah. really excited to see go through this experience. And you know what, what's super cool about this is he found out earlier this year and he couldn't make it, so they pushed him back to next year. Um, and him and I have chatted a little bit here and there in the forum, and today he sent me a, a message saying, um, you know, how cool it was that I was – Cause I made a prediction when he first got picked that I said, I'll see you next year. <laughs> and uh, he's like, Oh, I guess you, I guess you were right. Uh, <laughs> I will see you next year. And uh, congratulations and stuff. So I, I just thought that was pretty cool. That's interesting. Cause when I texted you throughout the weekend, you were incredibly underwhelming. I, I think uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe one, two word answers. That was, you got to do better, bro. I'm, I'm yeah. just cause I didn't pick you. Doesn't mean I don't love you. You know what I mean? I hear you, bro. I had some <laughs> cell phone issues this weekend. Yeah, yeah that'll happen at Dormy Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say what's next, but you, you're in Michigan, so I know it's next. Misery and a lot of alcohol. Oh, man. You know, I, I choose to live here. I got to pay the price, I suppose. But, uh, you know, with the, and the Warren Cup being in October, and that literally just feels like it it takes so much out of you. You know, you get home mm-hmm. and you're just like, do you, you want to play golf? I mean, the weather is not conducive to it to begin with. So if I want to play, I got to go suffer through 50 degree temperatures and stuff like that. But um, I usually take a couple weeks off and then if the, the weather cooperates at all, I'll get out and play one or two more times. But, but right now it's like, okay, that's, I'm good for now. <laughs> yeah back to bowling it is okay i get it that's fine <laughs> right. yes exactly. um well you know thp is gonna continue to produce unbelievable morgan cups i think at least for now uh, and i know you're you're absolutely destined to win a fifth because you're terrified to bring me back so uh, i get it uh, i get it i understand I you why. have other, you, you may have other things you have I, I am gonna be a little bit busier in a couple months but i'm doing everything i can to make this show about the morgan cup um but I, I do want to, um, yeah, I don't <laughs> it is such a different show with a different vibe after what happened today. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Come on. Long story short, there's, uh, there's some exciting stuff happening about two months. Uh, you'll know more about it cause I'll be talking about it on the show more than likely bringing on some of my teammates from the 2023 granddaddy of them all, which I am absolutely thrilled to be a part of. Um, and not just that, but the way it went down was so satisfying for me after a seven year absence from the event. Uh, my it's only disappointment cool. is if they somehow beat me this time, I won't have anything to hold over Finley's head. And that is so disappointing. Just oh, thinking about that. Yeah. I am deeply invested in, in winning for a second time because he, he cannot, like, I need him to move out of the country if they win. <laughs> Oh, you, you'll never hear the end of it either. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to talk about is something that was super cool that ex- that we experienced. So I'm up in the Midwest here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and, and one of my, I guess, Midwest brethren, uh, everyone knows him on the forum. His name's Xthor, had uh, a call to TH peers to join in a foursome for him, something near and dear to his heart. It was a scramble. Uh, and as it turns out, a bunch of TH peers came out and made basically a weekend slash week days out of it. Kind of like a, an impromptu trip. I think that's going to grow next year, but I just want to give 
uh, a fairly emotional and heartfelt thank you to all those guys who did that. Um, what happened to Neil Grant last year was uh, an unbelievably unfortunate thing. And he has proven to me time and time again that um, he's going to continue to just destroy any barrier that that is put in his way, uh, having the stroke and going through everything you went through. But I want to thank everyone who took the time out to either take a trip, uh, whether it was <laughs> 10 hours in a car or, uh, you know, make flight arrangements to come and be a part of that. I hope we can continue on THP to showcase, uh, the beauty that is kind, thoughtful community, uh, something that sets us apart from everyone else. It is the driving force as to why I'm so passionate about this group, seeing that come up. And Jeremy, I demand your presence next year. I know you're busy. Um, I'm, I'm going to fight you to get down here no matter what. You know you got a place to stay, whatever else. But either way, I wanted to give you guys a shout out. That was such a beautiful thing. And you could tell that uh, it meant a lot to him. So shout out to those guys. That was really cool. That was awesome. Yeah, that was. I wish I, I could have made it, and and I promise, as long as there is not something else going on that's going to take up my time, I will be there. Yeah, uh, I I know. Uh, I feel like next year they're gonna have to add a day to it because it's just gonna be THP for an entire <laughs> day. THP is going to invade it. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, my friend, thanks for coming in and giving us sort of a, a front row view of the experience congratulations on four in a row that's an unbelievable accomplishment i know it, it it is entirely your fault that it happened it had nothing to do with anyone else in the event this is all you're doing right <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> you just <laughs> promise me lord tox isn't a thing just promise uh, that we'll see oh god uh, we had a good actually, run bro actually you know run. like i don't know i i like to have fun with it you know i got the license plate this year and uh it would be fun to change it even if just for a bit but i feel like if i did maybe some jinxings or something yes yes huge jinxies so i don't (laughs) i don't want to mess with it you know well either way i'd rather enjoy this thing congratulations and congratulations to every member uh of that team this year you guys did such a an awesome job I, i hope you continue to enjoy thp the way that um I think you now see it from a different lens that a lot of us who have been to an experience see it and um, you continue to grow because this, this community is getting awesome. And we just hit 9 million too on the forum. If, if you're not, yes. listen, if you have a wife who can't stand listening to you talk about golf, like she's just super over it and she's like, you need an outlet. We are your outlet. If you, if you don't talk about golf on a regular basis and you don't want to go to Twitter because it's too stupid or political or, you know, too many weird videos of things you don't care about. Join up on the THP community and be a part of this ridiculous experience that we have, which is interacting with each other, trying to push for 10 million. Um, and yeah, looking forward to the next uh, next adventure as we get through this shit season I call not summer <laughs> in Ohio. <laughs> yes, I'm right there with you. Right there with you. All right, my friend. Hey. Don't uh, don't get trapped up there. Have fun. If you if you guys are playing golf this weekend, have a good time. Make it count. They aerated my golf course uh, this uh, this week, which is absolutely brutal. And um, 
yeah, I need that to, I need that to grow back fast, including the grass that's growing in my yard. So either way, if you're playing golf this weekend, have an awesome time, make a count, go check out some Cobra equipment. It sounds like it's pretty awesome. And we will catch you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.